Hello, you beautiful, amazing women. Welcome to the Live Treasured Podcast. You know something? Loss is not the end of your story. And God has filled the book of Ruth with amazing, timeless biblical truths, not only to help our hearts heal after loss, but also to experience His over-the-top, wonderful restoration from everything the enemy has taken. And in today's podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you an audio teaching message from Naomi's next chapter, which is a Treasure Tribe Bible study on the book of Ruth. And hey, if you're interested in accessing all Treasure Tribe Bible studies like Naomi's next chapter and other amazing benefits, including access to our private social media platform for our Just for Women online Christian community, I want you to go visit www.treasuredtribe.com and sign up for membership. And you know something? Best of all, when you sign up for membership, not only do you get access to everything that you need to dive in and study the Word of God, you get a supportive community to cheer you on and... You support Treasured Ministries because 100% of the revenue goes right back into supporting everything that we do, including this podcast. Visit treasuredtribe.com, sign up for membership, and get ready to thrive with daily truth and a tribe by your side. And now, on to today's show. Let's do this. of Naomi's next chapter. What a beautiful season to study and to walk through this amazing book of the Bible with you. I tell you, before I wrote this study, um, I certainly enjoyed the book of Ruth, but now it is absolutely one of my favorites. And Um, You all who have studied this first time around with me and you know who you are as I tape this, uh, you are so very dear to me. Thank you for your love, your support, your prayers, and your encouragement along the way. Well, today we are going to wrap up our journey together, and I want to share with you um, one of my favorite pictures. It is a picture of uh, my boys and I when we were in the mountains. This was taken, gosh, about 12 years ago. That's me with our little dog Samson and my arms around my two children, Josh and Justin. 
um, and who are currently now 21 and 19. I can hardly believe that. Um, and I show this picture to you uh, because when this picture was taken, I had just walked through uh, a very hard loss in my life. I uh, stepped down from teaching uh, a Bible study inside of our church. It was a large Bible study, and uh, I loved doing it. And when I had to step down from teaching that, there was a lot of loss that circled around that. Um, and I was very heartbroken over losing that ministry. But what I now know and why this picture is so precious to me is that the Lord uh, had given me a new ministry, and that was to be a mom to my boys. And that was a greater ministry than any Bible study uh, that I could ever teach. And at the time, I was so heartbroken, I didn't realize it, but that picture serves as a reminder to me that God's redemption is perfect. It is abundant. It is no, never what we expect or plan, and it always, always uh, goes beyond ourselves to to bless many, um, and and sometimes we can be, as I was, so caught up in the grief of what we've lost that we're missing out on the present work that God is doing before us. And that's what I want to talk to you about today as we close up our time together um, because joy is available today. Um, not by regaining what you lost in your past, not when something happens in the future, but joy is available right before you right now. And this is joy that goes beyond happiness. It is joy that is eternal. It is joy that wells up from the flow of the Holy Spirit. And it is joy that happens when you join the Lord of the harvest in the present work that he is doing through you. All right, so I want us to go ahead and open up our Bibles to chapter 413. And the first point of today is that we can always trust God, that our God is faithful. And we see inside of this passage that God's redemption is perfect, abundant, unexpected, and reaches beyond our lives to bless many. Verse 13. So when Boaz took Ruth into his home and she became his wife, and when he slept with her, the Lord enabled her to become pregnant and she gave birth to a son. Then the women of the town said to Naomi, praise the Lord who has now provided a redeemer for your family. May this child be famous in Israel. May he restore your youth and care for you in your old age, for he is the son of your daughter-in-law who loves you and has been better to you than seven sons. The first point is that God redeems perfectly. Now, um, inside of that passage, it says that it's better to you than seven sons, and seven is the number of perfection. And we can trust God because His redemption is always, always 
perfect. And it's now, what I want you to see is it wasn't just perfect, that it was abundant. It was over. It was more than. And also what I want you to see about this abundance is that it came from one source. It came from Ruth, that Ruth was the seed of that redemption. And sometimes while the Bible tells us that God wants to lead us into that abundant life, that abundance is something that the world simply could never give to us, that God's abundance is not measured with worldly value. And we may be thinking uh, that, that, you know, well, she didn't have a tremendous amount of children, right? She just, it was just Ruth that she had, but God used that one and she was faithful with that one and God multiplied that one to bring an abundance of blessing inside of her life. Are you measuring God's redemption in your life? with the worldly measurement of numbers? Or is it through the priceless fruits that you can't put a price tag on, like love and joy and peace and serenity that can only come from walking inside of the Word of God and and from keeping our thoughts fixed on Him and by knowing that we are joining with the Lord in His eternal purposes for, for what is yet to come. God not only redeems perfectly and abundantly, but He redeems unexpectedly. In other words, it's never, ever, ever the picture we had planned. I have yet to hear one story about how a woman has described her life perfectly and what she wanted it to look like. And the cookie cutter gets Crush. Do you know what I'm saying? And so Naomi, you know, what was pro, what was uh, potentially cookie cutter would have been that she would have remained married to her husband and stayed in Bethlehem and they would have raised their children there. But God took her loss and used it for good and for his glory. And it was not her plan, but it was his. God redeems unexpectedly. Naomi held Obed in her arms and the Bible says that she cared for it as her own. Are you so focused on? God redeems beyond our plans, beyond our understanding. And the next thing is, is that God's redemption creates a ripple effect that goes way, way, way beyond ourselves to bless generations to come. Yes, God did bless Naomi and Ruth and provide for them through the kinsman redeemer. And maybe Naomi thought to herself, the Lord has blessed me. But she didn't have any idea the ripple effect, the line of the Messiah that would come through her. And when you and I are looking at our lives, never forget that God is working His eternal purposes through you. And while you may not understand, and while you may not, and this is important, ever see the full picture of your redemption, Naomi never lived to see the Lord Jesus 
in her lifetime. She never lived to see King David, right? And you may be the first in your family to be making new choices, to be making that ripple effect. And you may not see it in your lifetime, but while your children are watching you handle how you, how you walk through life by faith, never, ever believe that you aren't making a difference as you leave a legacy of love. What a privilege to be the first to walk in your family of true faith and true worship that you may make that ripple effect for generations to come. Ruth 4, uh, 21 through 22 says, Solomon was the father of Boaz. Boaz was the father of Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse. And Jesse was the father of David. And we know that David, King David, was the line of the Messiah. God redeems perfectly abundantly, unexpectedly, and it goes far beyond what we may see in our lifetime or may even understand. Don't ever, ever give up on God, for He is doing a beautiful, beautiful work with you, and you may never see it this side of glory, but you know because God is faithful that He will bring it to pass. Well, then it talks about Naomi, and I love this in verse 16. Naomi took the baby and cuddled him to her breast, and she cared for him as if he were her own. The neighbor women said, now at last Naomi has a son again, and they named him Obed. He became the father of Jesse and the grandfather of David. The Hebrew word for that word cared for him. And and it's a word that is aman, A-M-A-N, and it means to be a foster parent. In fact, one of the definitions says it means to nurse, to nourish, to to care for. Um, And in this particular context, it means that Naomi loved Obad. In Genesis 15, 6, the Bible says that Abraham believed and it was credited to him as his as righteousness. And that word believed there is that same word aman. It's that faithful believing and, and nurturing in something. And then in Deuteronomy 7, 9, that same word, Hebrew word aman, is used there to describe the Lord's faithfulness to his people. And I want to ask you a question because I just started thinking about this. Here was Naomi and she grabbed that baby and she cuddled the baby and she she nurtured the baby and she cared for that baby as her own. And there was the redemption right in front of her, just one little baby. And it could have been that she could have started crying over regret in her past. And maybe there were tinges of sorrow because we know that grief never really goes away. There's stages of it. But but we see Naomi embracing the present work that was before her. And she enjoyed that joy right before her. You know, sometimes 
the enemy preoccupies our thoughts with regret over our past or worries over our future, preventing us from nurturing the present redemption right in front of us. And I want to ask you a question. What are you nursing? You know, whatever we nurse, whatever we nurture, it will grow. And if the enemy is coming at you with your past, maybe it's a past regret, maybe it's a past betrayal, or maybe it is a past uh, desire that you have to prove yourself to the world. And the more you nurse that, the more you nurse the pain over what you've lost, the more you nurse that regret over what, what you don't have anymore, right? The more that you nurse that betrayal in your past and everything that was taken from you. Listen, you may have a absolute 100% right to do that. And there is a time to mourn over that. But I wonder if there's somebody listening today and you hear the Lord saying to you, stop feeding that baby, right? It's growing up to be a monster. I'm doing a work of redemption right in front of you. What do you need to let go of that you can have the energy and the time to nurture what's in front of you? You know, I mentioned I love working in my garden and whenever you prune things, the reason that you prune things is that you are really communicating to the tree, right? You're telling the tree, here's where I want you to put your energy not on these branches that are sickly or uh, not in this branch that is dead, right? Because a tree will do that. It will try to pour in energy to a dead branch or maybe a branch that has one little leaf on it. And are you doing the same thing? Are you nursing and nursing something perhaps that is in your past and it's gone and it's time to let it go? Because all the nursing in the world won't bring it back. And God is saying, that is gone, and I'm doing a new work. And you've only got so much time in your day, and I want you to focus your thoughts and your energy on the present eternal work that I'm giving you to do today. Look around. Look around. And are you nursing your future? (laughs) I'll believe, right, that uh, that things will be redeemed when I see this. I'll be happy when I see X, Y, and Z. And so you're preoccupied about your future and you're worried about your future and you're worried about the lack of what you don't have right now instead of enjoying the present moment and everything that God is giving you. Listen, I'm saying all of these things. Because through this lesson, the Lord has convicted me to let go of some things that I've been nursing about my past and I've been nursing over my future and to enjoy and join with the Lord of the harvest in what he's doing today. Naomi nursed that baby and cuddled him and cared for him as her own. When I let go of fixing my past, or forcing my future, I can focus on the present joy of joining the Lord of the harvest in his eternal work today. In John chapter 4, 
uh, in the story of the Samaritan woman, the Bible says that Jesus went out of his way to minister to just one, that he saw the value in ministering to just one. He wasn't worried about numbers. He wasn't worried about the fact that this woman was from Samaria because he knew that through nurturing her, that she would turn around and be the very first to witness to the Samaritan village. And so Jesus ministers to her, and the disciples uh, 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 come back and they see Jesus interacting with this woman, and not only just a woman, but a Samaritan woman. And in verse 27, says this, Just then his disciples came back, and they were shocked to find him talking to a woman But none of them had the nerve to ask, what do you want with her? Why are you talking with her? And, you know, sometimes the present work before us is just the one that God has put before us, is the one that the world says is insignificant, is just the one. And... Then the the disciples said in verse 31, Rabbi, eat something. They were worried about the fact that he hadn't eaten in a while. And then it says this, verse 32, But Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. Then the disciples said, Did someone bring him food while we were gone? Then Jesus explained, My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for the harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages and the fruit they harvest is the people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvest alike. I love that story. One, I just love the fact that God always turns things upside down and that he came to a woman to be the very first to bring spiritual life, right, into a situation uh, that that into the Samaritan uh, nation. I love that. But the disciples were so preoccupied. They were preoccupied with the fact that it was unexpected, right? Jesus was talking with a woman. They were preoccupied with the the whole thing of, of getting food, worried about the future, that kind of thing. And Jesus says to them, wake up and look around you. And I want to ask you a question. <laughs> Could it perhaps be? that there is an eternal work right before you. And God is saying, the joy is here. Come and work with me. Come and plant with me. Come and reap the harvest with me. And you, you will experience joy beyond what you could ever imagine. And sometimes we won't see it right away. You know, Jesus knew because Jesus knew everything. He knew that when he ministered to that Samaritan woman, that it would create that ripple effect. And 
inside of your family, you may not think, (laughs) you moms of little ones, that loving a child, perhaps that's difficult or takes requires a lot of patience, you may think this is nothing. Oh, it's so significant in God's eyes, right? Or perhaps it is that you're maybe so focused on a mistake that you made in your past and God has given you a ministry right before you. And you're so focused on because the enemy is preoccupying with you with your past that you can't move forward. Today's the day when you stop nursing your past, right, to move forward. And are you so wanting a certain outcome in a certain way that you spend a lot of time nursing your future and trying to fix it and trying to control it. I know all these things because I'm guilty of them. I'm just telling you. This is another one of those lessons, right, where you and I have to hold hands, right? Today's the day where we let it go and we embrace the current work before us. When I let go of fixing my past or forcing my future, I can focus on the present joy of joining the Lord of the harvest in his eternal work today. Let Naomi's life inspire you to invest agape love in those God has placed in your care today to change your tomorrow. Simply put, joy is available today by joining the Lord of the harvest in his present work. That is our harvest principle. Joy is available today by joining the Lord of the harvest in his present work. Before we close out today, I want to give you four points to remember. The first one is to watch out. Watch out for the many ways the enemy will try to come and preoccupy your thoughts with by replaying a record of wrong or regret over everything that you've lost or a past mistake that you've made. And so you're spending all your energy nursing those thoughts instead of the blessings that are right in front of you. Or maybe it is that the enemy's got you so focused on fixing your future that you're trying to control everyone and everything. And boy, don't I know it by a personal experience. That takes a lot of energy. So watch out. The next thing is to wake up. (laughs) What is right before you that maybe you haven't seen? What's that redemption work that God has given you? You know, the disciples could not see the Samaritan woman and God said, wake up. And like Naomi, you know, Obed wasn't her own, but she cuddled him. And perhaps it is that there's a tender plant in front of you, or maybe two or three. And God says, wake up. There are blessings right before you. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity that God has given you. It wasn't as you planned. It was unexpected, but you can trust God that it will be perfect 
and abundant. The next thing is this. Consider writing down your story. My grandmother, uh, who I'm named after, loved the Lord, and she loved His Word. This is actually her old Bible. It is one of my most prized um, treasures inside of my house. And in the pages, um, I don't know if you can see this or not, if I whoop, put this up there, but it's her handwriting and she's written down uh, just her thoughts scribbled all over it. And I just love it. But even more precious to me uh, that this Bible is, is when I was told her story. And my aunt, when I was old enough, told me that uh, my grandmother, who grew up in a small town in North Carolina, uh, lost her mother when she was 14 years old. So at 14, uh, really the time when you really, really need a nurturing mother, my grandmother lost her mother. And not only that, but her father uh, suffered from alcoholism and uh, many times there would be a question of finances and support uh, because of his alcoholism. And so a lot of times that was a very precarious place. Uh, but the one thing that my grandmother could count on was every Sunday she and her sister would wake themselves up. You know, their father wasn't there to do that. And they would get dressed in the best clothes that they had. And they would walk to church in the small downtown where they lived. And my grandmother loved the Lord because God was her provider. And she never forgot that. And that is why she held on to her faith. And more than this amazing Bible with her handwritten scribbles in it, more than the way that I saw her walk out her faith, more than that, the precious pearl to me is her sacred story about the dark places, about how God turned her tragedy into his triumph. It made God so much more amazing to me. And what a beautiful legacy. As I often wonder, as I see her notes scribbled in the pages, and as I'm named after her, I know she faithfully prayed for me, her granddaughter. And now here, God has called me into ministry. Write your story down. It takes a while to do that, you know. Write your story down so that you can have it ready so that at the right time, you can share it with those who God puts in your path. And the last thing is I want you to remember the widow because the widow is so important to God. James chapter 1 verse 27 says this, Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for the orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. It's in the Old and the New Testament and all over the place that God cares about widows, that He values them. And many a woman has lost a husband through death 
but also through things like spiritual death, right? And they're not walking with the Lord, or, or perhaps it is that their husband has had an affair, or perhaps it is that the husband has left and divorced, and the woman finds herself alone. What woman has God put in your life who is walking that path? And would you be willing to just pray and say, Lord, how can I bless them? Maybe it's just to go grab a cup of coffee or go for a walk. But remember the widow. And in doing so, you and I are joining with the Lord for his wonderful work of his glory and love as he spreads his fame all throughout the earth. I want to close you with one final verse. You know, you and I live inside of this broken world where loss is inevitable, but we can take courage to keep moving forward into our next chapter because we know that at the end of the day, that it is God who wins the battle against the enemy and that this broken world is not our home. James 5 verse 7, Dear brothers and sisters, be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Consider the farmers who patiently wait for the rains in the fall and in the spring. They eagerly look for the valuable harvest to ripen. You too must be patient. Take courage for the coming of the Lord is near. It has been my honor and privilege and blessing to teach this book of the Bible to you. Here is to your next chapter. May you take courage and move on for the very best is yet to come.